Today on the newscast, after three straight nights of rockets out of Gaza, Israel is warning of major retaliation. Could a new war with Hamas be on the horizon? Get all the breaking details coming up. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. Tensions are running very high in the Middle East right now after three straight nights of rocket barrages out of Gaza into the communities of southern Israel. This all began Friday night, April 23rd, when some 36 rockets were launched by terror groups in Gaza into Israel. More of the same Saturday and Sunday night to bring the overall total over the past three days to 45 projectiles launched into Israel. Now, the night is still young in Israel right now. It's 11 a.m. Eastern time in the United States, where I am coming to you from, which means it is 7 p.m. in Israel. The night is just getting started, and God forbid these rocket volleys start back up again. Folks, that is a real possibility, though, as tensions escalate. Now, Israel's response so far has been Friday night, limited airstrikes against Hamas targets, military targets, and terror targets in Gaza. Also, Israel announced today that it is shutting down a fishing zone in the Gaza Strip where many in Gaza make their livelihood. These are the consequences of Hamas terror and Hamas refusing to crack down on terror in the Gaza Strip, which it rules with an iron fist. Israel is warning, as I said at the top, of more retaliation if these attacks continue. You cannot, as a functioning nation, a functioning society, democracy, allow your people, your citizens, to be barraged with rockets on a nightly basis. It just can't happen. So Israel may be forced to retaliate to a greater degree if this continues. Now, I mentioned Hamas overseeing everything that happens in Gaza In this case, Hamas has yet to claim direct responsibility for these three nights of rockets. Many times in the past, obviously, they have proudly claimed responsibility. But in this case, two organizations in particular have stepped up and claimed responsibility. Remember, Hamas is the top dog in Gaza, folks, but there are other nefarious terror outfits operating there as well under Hamas's watchful eye. Number one, The Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigade, which is an offshoot of Fatah. You may remember Fatah, the party of Mahmoud Abbas, the president of the Palestinian Authority, Israel's so-called partner for peace. Also another organization called the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine, PFLP for short. And you can bet that Palestinian Islamic Jihad, one of Iran's powerful proxies operating in Gaza, was behind some of these rockets as well. Thankfully, so far, no casualties, no major damage to the communities in southern Israel. But I can tell you, over the past few nights, the people in communities along the Gaza border there in southern Israel have been spending the night running into bomb shelters. Folks, I experienced this firsthand back in November 2018 as I was in Sterot, about a mile or two from the Gaza border, a great Israeli community that has really been beleaguered Over the past decade and a half, thousands of rockets aimed in the direction of Stayrot. Hey, the sirens went off, the alarms were blaring, and along with our Watchmen production team, we all ran into a bomb shelter there in Stayrot, along with average Israeli citizens who live in that city. 
The grandfathers, children, men, women, all huddled together in this bomb shelter. It was quite an experience, to say the least, and it gave me a window into what Israelis in the southern region of the country deal with on a regular basis. No one should live like that. But this is the situation that Hamas has created. Again, they haven't claimed direct responsibility for the past few nights, but Hamas officials and spokesmen have come out over the past two days saying, basically, Israel, if you dare strike back, the various organizations under our watchful eye here in Gaza, we've got their finger on the trigger, ready to launch more rockets. So naturally, Israel holds Hamas, the ruler of the Strip, responsible. Now, there is a history of conflict, obviously direct conflict, between Israel and Hamas. Go as far back to late 2008, early 2009. We had a major conflict, 2012 as well, then the summer of 2014, obviously. Uh, It lasted for weeks, Israel and Hamas going toe-to-toe. But why is this latest round of hostilities taking place? Well, the various terror groups in Gaza that are launching rockets right now say that it is due to clashes in Jerusalem that have been ongoing over the past several days. Now, these terror organizations in Gaza, again, are using this as a pretext and saying this is why we are doing it, because the Jews are defiling Al-Aqsa. They're defiling the Temple Mount. Remember, Hamas, Islamic Jihad in Gaza, they are proxies of Iran. If Iran tells them to light up the sky and instigate a conflict and star things up once again, they are going to do it because they are beholden to the Iranian regime for weapons and funding. Iran right now struggling, without a doubt, in this shadow war that it is waging against Israel. Just this weekend, on Saturday, April 24th, we had yet another incident, an Iranian fuel tanker off the coast of Syria, suffered some sort of explosion or a major fire, according to various reports. The Iranian regime has been pretty mum about it, but other outlets there in the Middle East are blaming Israel. One outlet in the Middle East said it was a drone attack against this Iranian fuel tanker. It would not surprise me if Israel struck this tanker. Of course, over the past two years, we've seen at least a dozen similar attacks by Israel against Iranian shipping that is en route to Syria with weapons and oil shipments. Oil shipments, the profits of which will be used by terror organizations to attack Israel. So Israel preemptively heads that off at the past. Did we see it once again this past Saturday? But again, things are clearly heating up between Israel and Iran. And perhaps as a form of retaliation, the Iranian regime has activated its proxies in Gaza and kind of push them to start up a new conflict with Israel. It would not be beyond the realm of possibility for Iran to do that, although I don't think Hamas wants a major conflict at this point. If they go too far, they may find themselves in the middle of one because Israel will eventually hit back and hit back hard if civilian areas continue to be targeted. But this goes back, folks, to what we've been telling you many times on the newscast over the the past few months, Iran surrounds Israel right now with a ring of fire, with Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad in Gaza, with Hezbollah to the north in southern Lebanon, with the Houthis in Yemen to the south, Iraqi Shia militias to the east, 
to the Northeast in Syria, Iran, Hezbollah, and various radical forces, all armed to the teeth with hundreds of thousands of rockets and missiles pointed at every inch of Israel. So this is what Iran will do. If it wants to retaliate against Israel, uh, say Israel strikes an Iranian ship or carries out airstrikes in Syria against Iranian assets there, uh, against nuclear facilities in Iran. We've seen this time and time again over the past few months. Iran's most likely course of retaliation, other than striking Israeli and Jewish targets around the world like embassies, will be to activate the ring of fire, at least one of the rings in this large ring of fire which surrounds Israel on all sides. In this case, Iran has gone back to the well, which it's done many times, and chosen to activate Hamas and various organizations, terror organizations, operating inside Gaza. Hey, one last thing. I mentioned Jerusalem and how oftentimes it seems to be the trigger for larger confrontations in the region, and it will in the future. Folks, as my good friend Chris Mitchell of CBN News likes to say, all roads lead to Jerusalem. In the past, historically, in the present day, and in the future, all roads lead to Jerusalem. The prophet Zechariah is very clear about this. The book of Zechariah, chapter 12, verses 2 and 3, say that Jerusalem will become a burdensome stone, a cup of trembling, and all nations that come against it will be cut to pieces. I'm paraphrasing here, but you see the exact verse on the screen right now. Jerusalem is God's city, period. It is the most coveted piece of real estate in the world. And folks, I guarantee the battle over Jerusalem will only intensify in the months and years to come. We are keeping a close eye on it for you again. Thanks for joining us here on the Watchman Newscast. Remember, subscribe, of course, to the news channel here on YouTube, but you can also follow us on social media, uh, Facebook and Twitter. We are at Eric Stackelbeck, and on Instagram, it is Eric.Stackelbeck. So Facebook, Twitter, at Eric Stackelbeck, Instagram, Eric.Stackelbeck. Check us out there as well as we continue to bring you cutting-edge stories and information and news on the world's most pivotal and chaotic region and why it matters to you, no matter where you live in these Bible times in which we are all living in today. Hey, thanks for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.